بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سبعه يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل الا ظله امام عادل وشاب نشا في عباده الله عز وجل ورجل قلبه معلق بالمسجد الى اخر الحديث او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصف كتابنا باي كرام فرزن الذس اللہ تعالیٰ انیوبرابل باؤنٹیز اینڈ فیورز کیپ شاورنگ ڈاؤن اپون اس ایوری سیکنڈ ایوری مومنٹ اینڈ نو میٹر ہاؤ مچ شکر وی میک وی کین ناٹ فلفل دا رائٹ آف دا شکر ریکوائرڈ فار ایون ون نعمت لیٹ الون آل دی نعمت اینڈ باؤنٹیز آف اللہ تعالیٰ ان اینی کیس دس از اے ریکوائرمنٹ دیٹ وی شوڈ بی نیور دیر ایس انوالو ان despite the fact that we won't be able to fulfill one fraction of that required shukar, but we have to continue making that shukar. Shukar for this iman, shukar for deen, shukar for the amal that Allah Ta'ala gives us the tawfiq of, shukar for all the material bounties and ni'mats and benefits. So the shukar is a very, very great aspect, which unfortunately we don't pay attention to as much as we should. One very pious person, he addressed and advised those who were associated to him. He said, where are we able to do those great things and engage in that great mujahada that people of the past engaged in? Those great mujahadas that they made, the very great amal that they engaged themselves in, in terms of the nawafil, the extent to the which they engaged in all these things, we can't come anywhere close to that. We don't have that capacity. So now that we don't have that capacity, does it mean that we have no chance of gaining that closeness to Allah Ta'ala that they gained? So no, we still have the chance. If we truly make shukar, if we in reality, what is the reality of shukar, we truly make shukar, we can also reach there. Purely with the shukar. Obviously, shukar is a very, very broad concept. Shukar includes the verbal shukar, includes the shukar of the reality of shukar, the practical shukar, the obedience of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. But he says that if we just truly get into shukar, we can reach that same rank. Unfortunately, we don't have that mujahada, but we don't even make the shukar also. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, the great personality of that zamana and whose fiqh and jurisprudence millions of people throughout the world are practicing up to this day and inshallah will continue till qiyamah he was once asked that how did you gain this great knowledge such tremendous knowledge like an ocean of knowledge how did you gain this so he said that fadal of allah ta'ala allah ta'ala's tawfiq but as far as the apparent means are concerned then every time i learned something i made shukar upon it Every time that I learn something new, I make shukar upon it. And Allah Ta'ala's promise is, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That if you are grateful to Allah Ta'ala, if you truly make shukar in reality, Allah Ta'ala says, لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ I will increase my ni'mats and bounties upon you. So let alone the reality of shukar, which is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, even the verbal shukar too is very, very much lacking in us. That verbal shukar also we are far behind where we should be. And though the verbal shukar is not the end of it, it's only the start of it, but that's the start nevertheless. Even it might just be sometimes regarded as lip service. But it is still shukar to some extent. The lips are engaging in shukar. Inshallah the lips engaging in shukar will sometimes enter the heart. And the heart will start making shukar. And from the heart making shukar, the heart is king. The body will come in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So this shukar, we can never remind ourselves enough about it. And for all the bounties, the bounties of dunya, the material things, 
and more than that, the bounties of deen. The tawfiq that Allah Ta'ala blesses a person with. In any case, the hadith sharif of Rasulullah wasallam that we recited, which is a very well-known hadith, which we have discussed previously on occasions, where Nabi wasallam says that, سَبْعَةٌ يُظِلُّهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظِلِّهِ يَوْمَ لَا ظِلَّ إِلَّا ظِلُّهُ there are seven categories of people who Allah Ta'ala will bless with the shade of His Arsh, with the shade of His throne, on the day when there will be no shade besides that shade. Talking about the day of Qiyamah, that day when the sun will be barely above the heads of people. And barely above the heads of people, people will as a result, somebody would be up to his ankles in his perspiration, somebody up to his knees, somebody up to his waist, Somebody up to his neck in perspiration and somebody barely trying to keep himself, so to say, above, head above water. That water is what water? Perspiration. According to the extent of a person's sins, that is how deep he'll be in perspiration. So what a very severe day that would be. That imagine people wallowing in their own perspiration in this manner. So in dunya, what goes about in dunya in terms of a person's actions, all this takes a kind of form on the day of Qiyamah. The sins that a person engages in the dunya, there are specific forms of it in the akhirat. In the hadith sharif it comes that a person who does not discharge his zakat, so he hoarded that wealth which he should have been paying as zakat. Now that which he hoarded was a sin. So the major sins, zakat is a compulsory aspect in deen upon the person who has that wealth and all the conditions that apply to it have been fulfilled. So now that was necessary to discharge to those who are eligible. But he hoarded it. Now outwardly it's still money. But in terms of akhirat that has a specific form. It comes in the hadith sharif that a person who did not pay the zakat as required. On the day of qiyamah, it will take the form of a Bald serpent. Bald serpent, why bald? The Muhaddithin explain that this is a sign of its extreme venom. That the venom is so severe that nothing grows on its skin. Not one strand of hair would grow on his head. And it would come chase him and grab at him and say, Ana kanzuk, Ana maluk, I am your wealth. I am that wealth that you hoarded. Now there's my form. In dunya I look like wealth, yeah, in the akhirat this is my form. So that which looked in dunya like wealth, in the akhirat is going to become this. Allah Ta'ala protect us. So similarly, various other actions. The sins in dunya outwardly sometimes seem fun. But it has a very severe form on the day of Qiyamah. And Allah forbid a person left this dunya without sincere tawbah then that form will now become a big problem for him on the day of Qiyamah. So, the day of Qiyamah is a very, very severe day. And Nabi Wasallam used to ask for Allah Ta'ala's protection from the difficulties of the day of Qiyamah. This was to teach us. Nabi Wasallam is the masum, Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. There is no difficulty for him anywhere. But out of concern for us, for his ummatis, he asked, so that if he is asking, it's supposed to jolt us how much we are supposed to ask. So Allah Ta'ala on that day would give seven categories of people the shade of his arsh. What a great honor this will be. And what a great bounty this will be. When people will be in all these kind of torments, all these kind of difficulties. And like somebody is being given some VIP treatment, he's now being taken to the VIP lounge. What is the VIP lounge of this dunya? Compared to the akhirat, you can't even compare it to a dustbin. The VIP lounges and all the glitter and glamour of dunya, in the hadith sharif it is mentioned that when a person in jannat, if he has to look down into dunya, he would not even give it a second look. In other words, it will be like a dump for him. Don't be there again. But in Akhirat, on the day of Qiyamah, that VIP treatment, that is reality. That is reality. So this VIP treatment of the day of Qiyamah, Nabi Islam is saying, 
these are the seven categories of people who will get this VIP treatment. In dunya, a person feels very, very honored if he has been given some kind of special treatment, some VIP treatment, he's been regarded as a very important dignitary. But all dunya, one day is something, and the next day everything is upside down. One day a person is on the peak, the next day he's down. This is dunya. But akhirat, the person has been given that honor on the day of Qiyamah, this is the beginning of it, that he will continue now progressing. That on the day of Qiyamah, he's been given this VIP treatment, it won't be reversed. Then it will keep moving forward, straight to Jannat. So it's very crucial to get this VIP treatment on the day of Qiyamah. So who are these categories of people? The first Nabi Wasallam says, Imamun Adilun. Imamun Adilun, a just ruler. A just ruler, so one is an, a king, a ruler of a country, a person who has some authority over others. So he is an imam in that sense. Person who has, who is a ruler, who is a king, obviously everybody understands that. Person who might be in some lesser capacity, he is ruling over something, that too is obvious. But every single person is an imam in some category or the other. A person as the head of his family, he is an imam now. How is he conducting himself? If he's conducting himself with adal, with justice, then he is also, inshallah, in line to receive this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. In simple terms, to what extent have we brought adal and justice in our lives? And opposite of adal is zulm. So where adal will be, uh, there will be deficiencies in adal, a person would not fulfill the requirements of Adal properly, then obviously that will constitute Zulm. And Zulm, oppression, that is what we have been warned about. Now on the one side we are trying to get this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. So this is coming through Adal. And in the Hadith, Nabi Islam says, Az-Zulmu, Zulumatun Yawmal Qiyamah. That the opposite of Adal is Zulm. And what is going to be the end result of Zulm? This is going to be a means of darknesses, the plural is used, zulumat, darknesses on the day of Qiyamah. Now in the darkness, obviously it's very dangerous. One is a person, is in darkness, but there's some faint light somewhere, but he's in complete darkness, he can't see his hand in front of his face. What does he do? Where does he walk? Every step is a tremendous risk, he'll fall on his face somewhere. That is the end result of what will happen on the day of Qiyamah. If he's in the darknesses on the day of Qiyamah, it means he's going to finish off in terrible suffering. So the Adal, this is going to take him to this VIP treatment. And the lack of Adal is Zulm. That Zulm is going to end up in Zulumat, in darknesses on the day of Qiyamah, in difficulties and hardship. So, Imamun Adilun, dealing with justice, very often it may appear to us that we are fine, we are okay. But it might very well be the opposite. Something for us to find out. How are we conducting ourselves? What is our conduct with our families, with our children, with our neighbors, with our friends, with our colleagues? We might sometimes be in a lull that everything is fine, I am doing what's required, I am fine, I am not guilty of any zulm. But Allah forbid that we are guilty of some zulm somewhere. A well-known incident about this one person was a policeman. So now because of that authority, so now he was walking on the shore and one person had caught a fish. So he came and told the person, sell me the fish. That person said, no, I don't want to sell it. I need to take it home. Family is waiting for something to eat. I need to take this home. So he said, well, if you're not going to sell it, he forcefully grabbed it and he took it away. Now, this was Zulm, this operation. He grabbed it and went away. Now, in that process, one of those thorns or something, it scraped him. He didn't think anything about it. Went home and enjoyed it. But a lot of things that are outwardly enjoyment are actually the start of a lot of problems. That superficial enjoyment, that short-term excitement, long-term pain. 
And often there's a short-term pain, short-term sacrifice, short-term little bit of perseverance, long-term no pain, pleasure, long-term peace. So shaitan just masks the realities out of a person's mind. Don't worry, it's like as if this will carry on forever. The enjoyment will carry on forever. So any case this person carried on, the, that scrape, he thought nothing about it. The next day, this is throbbing, paining, went to the doctor, thought, well, just a small scrape. After examining it, treating it, again the next day is getting even more severe. He says, no, no, this has gone very bad. The poison, this has now become poisonous. We are going to have to amputate that finger. So now there was no choice but to amputate the finger, so amputate to the finger. After a while, again the pain is still there. Again they come, long story short, they found that the whole wrist is now infected. So now I had to cut it from above the wrist. After that, again the same thing, said no, it's gone beyond that now. You have to cut the whole forearm off from the elbow. That too didn't finish off. Cut it on further up. Now he sees in a dream, suddenly as this whole thing is carrying on, how much more are you going to cut? How much more are you going to cut? Why don't you go and sort the issue out? Now when he wakes up with a shock, that that zoom that you did, why don't you go sort that out? He realizes and remembers that that fish that I started, the whole thing started off with that zoom. Now he goes and he searching for the person and finally finds him. So this, he asked the person's forgiveness, etc. And this thing came right. So from time to time he used to walk on that shore and he used to keep shouting, anybody wants to take Ibrat, wants to take a lesson, take it from me. And he would shout this and walk around. People would come ask him what happened. Then he will give his story. This is what happened. See, when you take a lesson, take it from me. This is what happened to my hand. Started off with the zulm. Now it might not always happen in such a dramatic fashion. But Allah forbid... That is more dangerous. That is happening and a person doesn't even realize it's happening. That the punishment is falling and he doesn't even realize it's the punishment. So, azulmu zulumatun yawm al-qiyama. So, this is a very, very delicate thing. Many a times, there are very deep and delicate things which get taken for granted. How we speak to somebody, how we just rebuff someone, how we hurt somebody, whatever other things carry on. And we don't give it any thought. Allah forbid this will take away all our amal on the day of Qiyamah. Many a times the enthusiasm for amal keeps growing. But with the complete neglect of these issues. So then we are earning for somebody else. In reality, we are earning for somebody else. Because on the day of Qiyamah, they are going to come take everything away. And Allah forbid, we don't have anything, we will take their sins. So, Imamun Adilun. Then the second category Rasulullah sallallahu mentions was Shabun Nasha'afi Ibadatillahi Azza wa Jal. That young person who spends his life in the Ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Ibadat of Allah Ta'ala obviously is not referred to just being in the masjid 24-7. Meaning he spends his life in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. He makes his whole life Ibadat. His sleeping becomes Ibadat because he sleeps in the right way. He goes to sleep remembering Allah Ta'ala. He doesn't go to sleep in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. He wakes up in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. He wakes up in time for his Fajr Salah, at least, if not earlier than that. He spends his day in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Even if he's earning his living, it's how Allah Ta'ala wants him to earn it. Then his whole life becomes ibadat. He's eating, he's drinking, he's sleeping, he's earning his livelihood. And obviously the obligations of deen that goes without saying now, this person, despite his youth, despite his young age, and despite all the strength and vigor, despite all the temptations that are all around him all the time, despite whatever is tugging at his heart, that do this and do that wrong, and watch this and listen to that, and go to this place, and whatever, all the temptations. But in the midst of that youth, with all that strength and energy, with all that desire that is natural in a human being at that age, but he says, come what may, I am going to remain firm on what Allah Ta'ala wants me to stay on. And yes, that pressure that's probably coming into my heart, 
my heart seems to go, no, it's going to break. Let it break. Let it break for Allah Ta'ala. That heart which breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will mend it with His muhabbat, with His love. That is the, the glue with which that broken heart is put together. That is the sweetest breaking of any sort. Everything else that breaks is a disaster. Some utensil breaks, that's a big disaster. Disaster meaning it's gone, finished. No big deal if it's a material thing. It's human nature, a person will feel something, but it's gone, it's broken. Anything else breaks, it's a problem. But if the heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, there cannot be a greater gift than that. The heart that breaks for Allah Ta'ala, that is no disaster. That is a very, very great na'mat. And that is the beginning of something very sweet that will then result. Allah Ta'ala will mend that heart with the sweetness of iman. Halawate imani. So, this person despite that youth, despite all that temptations, despite whatever else, everybody around him seems to be having fun, seems to be having this excitement. Again, we're heading towards that time of the year. The people already start to plan whatever their so-called holiday is going to be. And Allah forbid all the planning for sin starts. The planning for sin starts. People start booking destinations of sin. Allah Ta'ala protect us. What happens if moth comes in this process? That a person was actively planning and working out where he's going to go and come out. What guna na'uzubillah. Now the heart and mind is in that na'uzubillah yearning for that. And the so-called uh, excitement is building up as the days are getting closer. And if moth comes away in that moment, where's the heart? But now, mashallah, this person, despite that young age, despite that vigor, despite that strength, that energy, all those temptations and desires, and he is ready to sacrifice all this. Allah Ta'ala loves that very dearly. When a person makes qurbani, then one is he buys one animal that is now five years old, one goat or something five years old, nobody wants to touch that meat also. So now every person is looking for something very young, Something that is tender. Why? Because that is the more precious thing. So Allah Ta'ala also greatly appreciates the tender age of a person and in that he is keeping himself in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Now when a person has passed that phase of life, his physical strength is also now diminished. All those other emotions also now on the decline. Now the person gets involved in the ibadat of Allah, alhamdulillah. That too is great, mashallah. But it can't compare to the time when the person had everything now at his disposal. He was able to do what he want, wanted to do. Had all the resources at his disposal. And there seemed to have been no inhibition. There seemed to be no barriers. Nobody there to be able to tell him what to do. Nobody had the himmat and the courage to come and talk to him too. Because they don't know what reaction they'll get. Sometimes the parents don't have the courage to. But in the midst of all that, he decided, no, this is not my life. Not the life of a mu'min. My youth for Allah Ta'ala. So now he dedicates his youth for Allah Ta'ala. He dedicates his time, his energies, his strength, his heart and mind for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala very greatly appreciates that. Allah Ta'ala is shakur, most appreciative. And as a result, he will be given this VIP, super VIP treatment on the day of Qiyamat. Sab'atun yudhilluhumu Allahu fi dhillihi yawma la dhilla illa dhillu. He will gain the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala on the day of Qiyamat. So it's not a small thing. In this youth of life, a person shuns all those desires. And everybody else is seeming to have fun. He is left alone. Oh no, he's not alone. He's with Allah Ta'ala. He is with Allah Ta'ala. The special help of Allah is with him. That ma'iyat of Allah Ta'ala is with him. Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. At that time he is making sabr obviously. That is why he's, he's still speaking alone. He hasn't joined the crowd. He's not joined the crowd obviously it requires sabr. And Allah Ta'ala has promised Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. Allah is with those who have sabr.
So he's not alone. He should never feel alone. He should feel that closeness to Allah Ta'ala. And he should never feel that I got left out. No, no, he didn't get left out. If somebody sees the whole crowd going somewhere, but the Prime Minister, the President told him, no, you stay, you sit by me. So he says, let everybody go where they want to go. I got no need to go with anybody. Whereas that Prime Minister tomorrow, he's a prisoner. That much of authority he's got. How often one day Prime Minister next day is prisoner. Ya Arhamur Rahimeen, Rabbul Alameen. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. Allah is with him. So, وَشَابٌ نَشَأَ فِي عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ That young person who grows up in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, meaning in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And he tempers those desires. But where is the strength and himmat going to come from? Where is this courage going to come from? That a person gains the courage to do this. It will come from, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمُنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ So you believe, فِي اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَلَى have taqwa, where it will come from? Kunu ma'as-sadiqeen. Be with the sadiqeen, the truthful. Those who are true to Allah Ta'ala. Then this will, this becomes a means of that transferring of that himmat, of that courage. So the right company, that's very crucial. Without the right company, is very, very difficult. So this right company must be adopted, and together with that, the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, wa ta'ala and keeping in the amal of deen, then this will give that himmat and courage to stay away from all the things Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. The third category Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned, That person whose heart is attached to the masjid, to the house of Allah Ta'ala. The most beloved of all places on earth to Allah Ta'ala are the masjids. But unfortunately, the masjid is where we come, just where we have to come, for that last moment and out the first moment. And while in the masjid also, our heart is outside. Whereas Nabi Wasallam is saying, that person who is outside, but his heart is in the masjid. Well-known incident of Abdullah bin Mubarak, that one person, he saw the dream that uh, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi passed away and he saw him in a dream. Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi was a very great personality, great muhaddis, mujahid and great faqih, very very great personality. And he saw him in a dream, he asked him, how did everything go? He said, Alhamdulillah, everything went very well. But I didn't get the rank and I'm envying the rank of that Iron monger, that blacksmith who used to live opposite me. I'm envying his rank. Person was doing a menial job, iron monger. He didn't have that amount of knowledge and that amount of opportunities to do dini khidmat, etc. Like Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. Such a great muhaddis, such a great faqih and mujahid and all these things. And he says, no, but I'm envying that man. So this person found this very strange. He took a journey and went. And he found out, inquired, where is Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi live? He said, no, he passed away. He said, oh, really, he passed away. But where, do he live? where did he live? He said, no, he lived in a certain place. So then he goes, he says, who used to live opposite here? He says, no, this one person, Ayan Monga, he passed away also. So he comes to the door, he knocks on the door, this lady comes to the door, he asks that, is this the house of this, some Ayan Monga that passed away? He said, yes. So he says, but what was special about your husband? So... He explained his dream and he says that definitely there's something special about him. A personality like Abdullah bin Mubarak is envying his rank. So she said, well, I don't know anything special. He was a good Muslim, alhamdulillah. He fulfilled all his obligations of deen, but nothing out of the ordinary. So a person like Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullahi, is envying him. I can't think of why. Then as this person was beginning to leave, she says, well, two things come to mind in any case. One is, that he used to be busy with his work, iron monger, so now he has to put that iron into the furnace, boiling hot, standing close to it is also obviously such a mujahada, such a difficult thing. So now after having made that iron really red hot, now it needs to be stamped very quickly to shape it up, that sword, whatever needs to be made. 
If you waste time, then the whole process starts again. All that time in front of that fire all got wasted. And it's a difficult task now standing in front there. But he says, while he was busy with this, and if that iron was red hot, ready to be stamped, and he picked up the mallet to start stamping it, and at that time the azan started, he would leave it from there. He won't bring it back onto that iron he wanted to start stamping. Put that aside, that the caller of my rub has called. And he would immediately proceed to the masjid. Now this is رَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ His heart was so attached to the masjid, as soon as the call came, nothing could now stop him. He says this was one of his characteristics, one some special aspect about him. And the other thing, the other thing he would come back home after Isha, he would make a few rakats, and then he would walk to the window of the house and look across the road. And he would look at the house of Abdullah bin Mubarak, who would by that time have climbed the roof of his house, like a roof garden in the summer nights maybe. And he would be busy in ibadat. And his normal procedure was he would spend the bulk of the night standing in salah. So he would come out and he would say, Ya Allah, I don't have this ability. I'm a weak person. I had to work the whole day. I'm tired. I need to sleep. I don't have this ability, but if I had the ability, I too would have done what Abdullah Mubarak is doing. And then he would go to sleep, he would wake up in the last part of the night and make some furakats of the hajjud, and then get ready for fajr and go. That was it. But this was it, that yearning for the righteousness. He couldn't manage to do it to that level, but his heart was yearning for it. That too was, what is the salah what he was yearning for? That is the amal of the masjid also. And that mallet wouldn't come down back because the masjid was in his heart. So while he was in his work, his heart was in the house of Allah Ta'ala. But our situation, we might be in the house of Allah Ta'ala, but our heart is everywhere else. وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ وَرَجُلَانِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ اِجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّقَ عَلَيْهِ Two people who love each other only for Allah Ta'ala's sake. No ulterior motive. What a tremendously great ni'mat this is. That they meet upon this muhabbat for Allah Ta'ala alone. And they depart only upon this muhabbat. They had no ulterior motive, no other purpose. The only purpose was the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And they had this muhabbat with each other only for Allah Ta'ala. What a tremendous ni'mat this muhabbat is. That this is not just something that Anything that is positive, it makes a person feel good. Muhabbat is positive, obviously. It makes a person feel comfortable, makes him feel happy. When he's sitting among friends who are all of a similar tabiat and mindset and all have that munasabat and that compatibility with each other, so all feel so comfortable. So that muhabbat, if it was for Allah Ta'ala alone, so they enjoyed that company with one another. But that became the means of this great gift on the day of Qiyamah. They will have the shade of the Arsh of Allah on the day of Qiyamah. It's not a small thing. It's a very, very big thing. It's muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Muhabbat for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. وَرَجُلَانِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ اِجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّقَ عَلَيْهِ وَرَجُلٌ دَعَتْهُ إِمْرَأَةٌ ذَاتُ حَسَبٍ وَجَمَالٍ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهِ That person Nabi Islam says, who has been invited towards sin. Who's invited him? Imra'atun zatu hasabin wa jamal. A woman of high lineage, not somebody who was a woman of the street. And somebody who had great beauty. In other words, it was a very great temptation. But what he said? His response, inni akhafullah. I fear Allah Ta'ala. Allah is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware. Where am I going to hide from Allah Ta'ala? Where am I going to run away from the punishment of Allah Ta'ala? So, inni akhafullah. He's also human. He also has feelings. But, he has brought the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart. As a result, he's able to subdue all the wrong feelings. He's able to suppress all the evil temptations. Being human, the temptations will come. 
He's not a rock, he's not a pillar, he's not some inanimate object. He's insan, he has a heart, he has feelings, he's human. But this is the kamal of this human being. One is you tell a blind person, don't look. So he says, fine, I won't look. So what great deal is that? He can't see. He's unable to see. But this is the kamal of this insan. This is his achievement. That he has all the ability to go and commit sin. He has all the drive and the temptation in him to go and commit it. But despite all that, he brings the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart. And he says, inni Allah, I'm not going to do this. So obviously that's a great mujahada within him. He says, let me make that mujahada, but I won't commit the wrong. Therefore Allah Ta'ala loves this so greatly. So it doesn't mean, it means whoever and whoever, whatever temptation. This was just to highlight that what a temptation this was. But he still did not give in to it. So the greater the temptation was, and he suppressed it, then this is like that, the greater the amount of steam there is in that steam engine, previously the trains and whatever else used to run with that steam engine. So first they have to, for a while they'll keep building up the steam. Because a small amount of steam can't carry all those coaches and run. So that coal engines and so on used to first build up steam. They'll let it burn for a while until it has built up enough steam. When the steam has reached a certain peak and a certain level, now that steam is what is running all those dozens of coaches, carrying tons of steam. So likewise this mujahada, the extent of that temptation, and he suppressed it. The kind of, how severe the temptation was, suppressing that temptation will create so much of steam of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And that will make him fly across. That temptation is not something to take, to become worried about. No, no, it's just a matter of handling it right. That's a very, very valuable opportunity. It's not something to wish for. But it's a very valuable opportunity that this temptation has come. So I'm going to suppress this. And this is going to propel me forward, inshallah. And more than that whole night of tahajjud, which is a very great ibadat, more than the whole khatam of the Qur'an Sharif, which is tremendously great ibadat, and the tilawat must carry on every day, the nawafil must carry on every day, more than that, the speed at which this mujahada will take him, those nawafil will not be able to compare with that. This mujahada will take him at a far greater speed. That too is very great. That should never be underestimated. But this is in its rank, its own rank. And just to finish off on one more of the seven categories, وَرَجُلٌ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيًا فَفَادَتْ That person who remembers Allah Ta'ala in solitude and his eyes flow with tears. That's him and Allah Ta'ala. No person, nobody else around. There's nobody to show off to. There's nobody to try to impress. It's in the dark corner of his home somewhere. Wherever it might be. Person, him and his Rabb. And in the love of Allah Ta'ala, out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, these few drops of tears are so valuable to Allah Ta'ala and so beloved to him. Allah Ta'ala says, this person shed these tears out of my muhabbat in solitude. There was no ulterior motive there. There was nobody else to impress there. There was nobody else to show off to. Allah Ta'ala blesses this person with this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. This is how valuable these few droplets are. And this doesn't necessarily mean that a person has to be physically in solitude. That too is very great. Because that is where this might be achieved better. But a person sitting in the midst of a gathering... But his heart is in solitude with Allah Ta'ala. There is no other ghair that has come at that time in his heart. He is not doing it for any person, for anybody, for anything, for any dunya motive. He is talking to Allah Ta'ala from the depths of his heart. He might be sitting sometimes in some family gathering, somewhere else. He might be walking down the street. But he is talking to Allah Ta'ala from his heart. And between him and Allah Ta'ala is this com- communication. Like that beautiful couplet of the Khadiya Sahib Rahmatullah says, Tum sa koi hamdam, koi dam saaz nahi, baate toye hardam magar awaz nahi. Ya Allah, there is no companion like you. Tum sa koi hamdam, koi dam saaz nahi, 
All the time this communication is continuously taking place. There's no sound and no voice to it. Nobody else can hear it, but the heart perceives it. This communication is happening with Allah Ta'ala. And that causes some tear to flow. That too is part of this. وَرَجُلٌ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيًا فَفَادَتْ عَيْنَا So, we have to fit ourselves in all these categories. Allah knows best when something might be accepted. It might be that moment of acceptance. It was done in that manner that got accepted with the grace of Allah Ta'ala. And that might become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. The person who is going to be now earmarked for this honor on the day of Qiyamah. It now won't happen that his life will be in disarray and will carry on like that till the end. If he's going to be earmarked for this honor of Akhirat, already this will impact on his life in dunya. That his life in dunya will start changing. So it's not that a person continues with all his whole life in sin and he just did one thing and it just came right. No, if this got accepted, he did it right. This will become the means of the turnaround in his life. This will become the special thing that will get him that honor on the day of Qiyamah. But his life will become such that he will become eligible to receive the honor on the day of Qiyamah. So these are very great aspects. Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq that we bring this adal in our lives. We bring this aspect of the, the obedience of Allah ta'ala. Whether a person is in his youth, whether he is in his advanced ages, we nevertheless have to become obedient to Allah wa ta'ala. But especially the person who is still in those young days, then he has a very golden opportunity. Golden opportunity to transform this into the most valuable time of his life. And attaching our hearts to the masjid, to the house of Allah wa ta'ala. Loving one another solely for Allah ta'ala. No ulterior motive. And likewise, the aspect of uh, remembering Allah wa ta'ala in solitude, Allah ta'ala grant us all these aspects وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ It's reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous actions and save him from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. With saying La ilaha, then imagine that all the ghayrullah all the evil, the filth, the sin, the illicit things, whatever has become a barrier between us and Allah Ta'ala, things on our phones, things wherever, all these things we have taken and thrown out of our hearts. And, illallah, the heart is filling up with this nur, which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله 
اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحديم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها ولا هما إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقتنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله Allah forgive all our major medicines, Ya Allah. Allah, indeed, we are your most sinful servants, Ya Allah. Allah, there is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. God, you know all the seen and the unseen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you know the deception of the eyes and what the hearts conceal, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive all our major medicines, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma khfir li ummati Sayyidina Muhammadin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma arham ummata Sayyidina Muhammadin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma tajawaz an ummati Sayyidina Muhammadin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma farrij al-kurab an ummati Sayyidina Muhammadin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the ummati, Ya Allah. Remove the difficulties and suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we acknowledge all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such a'mal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the tawfiq and hidayat of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the tawfiq and hidayat of doing all that which, Ya Allah, brings down the khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allahumma rzukna hubbak, wa hubba man yuhibbuk, wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak. Allahumma jal hubbak ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'il barid. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us among those who are truly with adal, Ya Allah. Allah, who has the full sense of justice in their lives, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every aspect of zulm, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us fully in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us, make our hearts such that it is forever, Ya Allah, in Ya Allah, forever attached to your house, Ya Allah. Make our hearts be attached to the masjid, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us those, Ya Allah, who will suppress every wrong temptation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from giving in to those temptations, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us the himmat and the courage, Ya Allah, that we break our heart, Ya Allah, but we don't break your command, Ya Allah, that we break our hearts for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allah, you mend these broken hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. You mend these broken hearts with the sweetness of iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, the bitterness of all sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, shaitan has deceived us to think it's sweet, Ya Allah. But it is sweet poison, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from this deception of the sweet poison, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the true halawat and the sweetness of iman, Ya Allah. Give us the sweetness of ibadat, Ya Allah. Give us the sweetness of tilawat, Ya Allah. Give us the sweetness of zikr and dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. 
You protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Accept us and our progeny is still qiyamah for the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform every salah with takbir ula, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make salah the most important thing in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, save us from making any salah qaza ya Allah save us from ya Allah neglecting any salah ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah give us the true importance of salah in our lives ya Allah ilahul alamin enable us to ya Allah make your zikr daily ya Allah enable us to make tilawat of the Quran sharif daily ya Allah Allah save us from all the evils ya Allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya Allah save us from the sins of the ears and tongue ya Allah the sins of the hands and feet ya Allah ilahul alamin this terrible trap that shaitan has spread for us ya Allah by means of the phone ya Allah by means of the internet ya Allah by means of all the other devices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect the youth of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the adults of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the women of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, protect every single front and person of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, this is the very sweet poison shaitan has spread out, Ya Allah. Allah, the Ummah is falling into the sweet poison, Ya Allah. And this poison is killing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us and save the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the correct understanding, Ya Allah. Grant us the correct understanding, Ya Allah. Grant us the correct understanding, Ya Allah. Allah protect us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Allah protect us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, dahima. Allah remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Those in financial difficulties, give them afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Remove all the difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, whatever depression, sorrows, anxiety, tension and worry people have, Ya Allah, Allah remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah, fill the hearts with peace and sukoon, Ya Allah, fill the hearts with itminan, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, grant the tranquility that each one is desiring, Ya Allah, Allah, you have spread out where this tranquility is available, Ya Allah, Allah, bi-zikrillahi tatma'innul kuloob, Ya Allah, you have spread it out to us, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, give us a topic of achieving it from there, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us the reality of zikr, Ya Allah, make our tongues be in your zikr, Ya Allah, Make us from head to toe be in your zikri, Allah. Let our every action be in your zikri, Allah. Ilahul alamin, Allah. Those who have passed away, make that complete maghfirat, Allah. Allah, grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Allah. Allah, our time is coming as well, Allah. We have no idea when that moment will strike, Allah. When we will suddenly see Malakul Bhakti in front of us, Allah. And he'll be there to take our ruh away, Allah. We will not be able to delay that moment for one second, Allah. Ilahul Alameen, nobody can help us at that time, Ya Allah. It is only your help that can come, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you keep us steadfast and iman at that moment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us khatwa bil khair, Ya Allah. Grant us that on perfect iman, Ya Allah. Take us to the Kalewa, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, save us from that in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from that in a place of sin, Ya Allah. Save us from ever going to places of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if we are going to be involved in all haram, Ya Allah. We are going to be sitting in front of our phones with evils, Ya Allah. We are going to be, Ya Allah, listening to haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what guarantee we have that death can't come to us in that condition, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us and save us from all these haram actions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from all the evil, Ya Allah. And save us from ever beating death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make our cupboards gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing we can give an account for the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what can we present, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, even our good deeds are like sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have nothing to present, Ya Allah. All we have is, Ya Allah, we have hope in your mercy, Ya Allah. We have hope in your makhfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that whatever we are, we are servants, Ya Allah. Whatever we are, we are the ummatis of your Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, you have mercy upon us, Ya Allah. You have mercy on our parents, Ya Allah. You have mercy on our family members, Ya Allah. You have mercy on our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. You have mercy on the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the work of deen taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. The efforts of the Masajid, Ya Allah. The efforts of the Makatib, Ya Allah. The efforts of the Badaris, Ya Allah. The efforts of Dawat and Tabligh, Ya Allah. All the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. The efforts of the Khanqas, Ya Allah. All the work of deen taking place, Ya Allah. Allow your grace accepted, Ya Allah. 
Making a means of hidayat for the entire ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Forgive all the shortcomings, ya Allah. Fulfill all the needs from the ghayb, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make us your true and obedient servants, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, all the things we have asked for. Allah, grant us, ya Allah. But we should, should have Ask for and not ask, Ya Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'athaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alayhi al-azim rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sami'u al-alim wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta al-tawab al-rahim wa sallallahu تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله